Hello everyone, I'm Neil Murphy. Welcome to If Glasgow's Walls Could Talk, a podcast by Glasgow City Heritage Trust about the stories and relationships between historic buildings and people in Glasgow. Today we're venturing into an intriguing new area. Buildings don't just tell stories. Over the years, many of them often seem to develop their own characters and personalities, a mood or atmosphere maybe. Something you can sense as soon as you walk over the doorstep. But is there more to it than that? Have you ever entered a room or a building and felt that someone or something unseen is following you? Those footsteps on the stairs, shadows in an empty room, whispering voices. That's all part of a good night's work for our next guest, who can tell us fascinating stories about investigating paranormal experiences in Glasgow buildings. In this episode, we meet Jan Murdoch-Richards, who founded Lanarkshire Paranormal with her husband, Steph, almost 14 years ago. In fact, Jan has been interested in the paranormal since childhood, when she used to watch her mother reading tea leaves for families, friends and neighbours. I'm told she could predict the future with uncanny accuracy. However, Jan spent the first part of her working life in the down-to-earth setting of a Glasgow bar and restaurant where she managed events. Then 15 years ago, she met the man who had become her husband and business partner. It sounds as if the turning point was their first date and outing to a haunted house. Now their not-for-profit company runs paranormal investigations across the UK. In Scotland, their clients include the National Trust for Scotland, among other owners of haunted stately homes and castles. But there are also spooky happenings in much-loved places deeply rooted in Glasgow life. Before the pandemic, the company was booked up for a year or two ahead. Now, as they ease back into <clears throat> a paranormal life, Jan and Steph are once again opening up a program of real-life paranormal investigations. So what does this all mean? Let's investigate with Jan. So, Jan, first question. Perhaps we should start by checking out the meaning of paranormal. What is a paranormal investigation and what are you looking for? A paranormal investigation is basically we go into a building, um, usually starts 9pm till 3 in the morning and it's pitch black, no lights on at all and we're looking for evidence. But if people say, oh this is haunted, you know, we're looking for the evidence of that and it's very interesting. Right, okay. So how did you first become interested in kind of paranormal experiences? What, what switched you on to this? As I say, my mother, I was fascinated watching these lovely ladies come into my mother's house and mm -hmm. her reading these tea lives. And then we'd meet them maybe a few weeks later and they'd be like, oh, Jean, you know what you said? And I was like, wow, how does that happen? <laughs> and then um, I used to watch TV programs. Then I met my husband. and. Right. Uh, he used to run a team in Manchester, and then when he moved up with me, we talked about it and thought, yeah, we'll start one up here. Great, yeah. good. So where was the inspiration for, for Lanarkshire Paranormal? Uh, can you tell us a little more about the first date, um, which I understand was a, 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 an outing to a beautiful haunted house, bowling house? Bowling, bowling hall. Bowling, bowling hall, hall in, in Yorkshire. And, and how, did, how did you react to it? Well, when he first said to me about it, I just looked at him and I thought, are you mad? 
because I, I had never done anything like that before. And I was like, are you crazy? No way. Like, no, 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 come on, it'll be fun. And I'm like, fun, are you mad? So we, I went anyway, and I think it was all part of his plan because I clung to him the whole night. Didn't let him go mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, after an hour or so, I just, I calmed down and I, I loved it. It was just so interesting. I got, I got I got a lot of names in my head, right. a lot of right. dates, and uh -huh. when we spoke to the historian, it was true. It was like right. the names of the people, the lords and the ladies who stayed there, and the dates, and I was like, wow, it right. was just right. fascinating. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of sensitive to all this stuff, and you can kind of pick up that kind of I think information so, yeah, my mother was. Yeah, the environment? My, my mother right. and my grandmother, you know, they were both like that. Right. Yeah. Fascinating. So there's mm. some kind of, right, okay, that's, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. The next question is quite personal to me as well, so, but we'll get on to that. So mm -hmm. your first investigation as Lanarkshire Paranormal was in Govan Hill Baths. Now, with, with my kind of, with one of my other hats, I'm the chair of Govan Hill Baths Building Preservation Trust. So what, what we're doing yeah. with Building Preservation Trust is we're trying to restore the, the building at the mm -hmm. moment. But it, that would have been Govan Hill Baths Community Trust, which I yeah. was chair of for about five minutes before mm -hmm. I moved over to the Building Preservation Trust. But obviously, I absolutely love Govan Hill mm -hmm. Baths. So, you know, I'm, an, I'm intrigued to know how you got involved in all of this. And I've got a good story to tell you about this as well. <laughs> so, but, you know... Um, there's been a very long community campaign to, mm -hmm. to restore the, the, the baths, this kind of great Edwardian baths complex. And I just wanted to know, you know how, how many times have you been in and out of the building and what, what was it that you discovered? Because I'm, I'm fascinated by this because it's, uh -huh. yeah, it's really intriguing for me. So go on, tell us all about it. Well, what I did was I, I stay in Pollock Shields. I don't, I don't stay too far away. And I, I used to take my kids to Govan Hill Bath right. when they were small. So I knew that they were trying to raise funds. So mm -hmm. I contacted them and they said, yeah, absolutely. So we did it. We did a paranormal investigation twice a year and we raised over a thousand pound a year for them. Brilliant. And that was going on for, we've been going there for about 11 years now. It's, oh, what a place. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, really? Oh, go mm -hmm. on. Do, do tell us. Um, <laughs> Me and Laura, who's also in our team, we uh -huh. were standing in where the steamy used to be. Yeah, yeah. And it was like two in the morning, pitch black. We're standing there ourselves. And we literally felt these ice-cold fingers on the back of our neck. And we were frog-marched out of there, Oof. out of that room. And we were like, oh, my God, what's going on? <laughs> Just frog-marched <laughs> right out of there and into the main reception area. And then it left. Right. And we just looked at each other and we're like, okay, let's go back in. And we went back in again. <laughs> and it happened again. I couldn't do like, that. <laughs> out. Um, oh, it's just... Obviously, it was very tragic as well. The, the main pool was mm -hmm. drained and used as a morgue during... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, right. during the Clyde Bank Blitz. Okay, yeah, I had the, no idea. the main pool was drained. So right. in, in that area, um, I decided to play 1940s music. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we'll meet again, things like yeah, yeah. that. Yep. And uh, just the noises, the bangs, the bumps. And then mm -hmm. I, put, I put the music off and I could hear a man singing. Mm -hmm. And there was no men, it was just me and my, my friend and some public. Right. And uh, I said, right, okay, if I'm going to stop the music now, but if you want me to do it again, 
can you say you want me to do it again? They're like, yes, please. We all heard it. Yes, please, right. this man's right. voice. Right, So I put the music back on and again, right. he was singing and, oh, it's, it's brilliant. I can't, oh, there's loads of spooky things happened in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, it's really intriguing. It's, mm. it's intriguing. I've got my, my funny story about the baths was we were taking, this was just before lockdown, and this was just as we were about to start on all the, the, the works, the construction works. And so we had to, uh, we were interviewing for the contractors for it. And we had this day in which we took the contractors around the building. And I don't know whether you know Stevie West, who now manages mm-hmm. the deep end around the, Stevie's, he's, he's great fun and he plays practical jokes. So we're like taking these contractors around the building, taking them down into the basement and the basement freaks me out because it's like straight out of a horror film, the yeah. basement. And, um, so first thing I did, I'm like leading this party down the stairs and I opened the door, which normally is electrical cupboard, just to show them, right, this is the electrical cupboard here. And out pops this mannequin with a noose around its neck with kind of a rictus face <laughs> that he'd set up for us. No. And it was like, ah! Oh, <laughs> and no. you're like, you know, you're trying to be professional and taking a bunch of contractors around and you're mm. like completely freaked out. And it's like, oh, Stevie, I'll get you for that. <laughs> the basement is one of the creepiest the stories I can tell you about what happened down there was, wow. We were doing some glass work, you know, finger on the, the glass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was just the public that were doing it. And the glass was going, it was going everywhere. It was doing the shape of a pentagram. It was going all over the place. And then it just flew off the table and smashed against the wall. Right. And I was like, oh, Scary. let's do this again. <laughs> do <it> again. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, before we delve deeper into this, a few technical and practical questions. First off, what is involved in managing a paranormal investigation? So I understand that typical event is held between sort of 9pm, 3am. Do you need any kind of special equipment to pick stuff up? Any training, risk assessment, first aid, you know, yeah. all that kind of practical stuff? Yeah, you need a, you need a first aider. Um, we also do a risk assessment. We do that okay. because it's, it's, it's pitch black. Yes, and sometimes yeah, we're in big castles and that, and there's stone stairs. And so we need to do all sorts of things like that. We have a load of equipment that we use. Right, okay. And does any of that equipment, because it can it pick up stuff? You know, that yeah. stuff that yeah. is going on in the environment? Cold spots, stuff like that? Because I know people mm-hmm. talk about that. Yeah, we've got, a laser th- we've got laser thermometers. Mm-hmm. And we've also got an SLS camera, which is... That is one of my favourite things because if there's a spirit there, it will mm-hmm. capture it in like a stick figure. Right. So if you're in a, an empty room and you're, you're panning the camera around, if there's a stick figure in that room, mm-hmm. that's a wee spirit. Can you say hello? Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, have, we have trigger objects as well, which is good. Right. Right. That we dot around. Intriguing. Okay, um, tell us more about Glasgow's haunted buildings then. You've investigated some wonderful places in Glasgow mm. that are, you know, really high profile, full of kind of everyday visible life. Mm. Um, so places like Tron Theatre, Barrowlands Ballrooms, you know, what have you found there? And can, can you tell us a bit more about all of that? The Barrowlands Ballroom, I was so happy to get that. I couldn't believe I got that. That was, <laughs> yeah, I was so excited about that. Um, that was amazing. Just the history of that place. And um, 
me and my team and a lot of the public were in the guest dressing room mm-hmm. and we heard this big band music. This was like one o'clock in the morning, nobody, it was only us that were in the building. So we heard this big band music and I thought, oh. And then we heard this lady singing, only lasted like a few minutes, a few seconds. Right. But we clearly heard this lady singing and then it stopped. Right. And we thought, wow, well, our hairs were standing on end. And, mm-hmm. and I said to her, do you know, that was beautiful. I said, could you do that again? And it happened again. Right. She sung again. And right, uh, right. Oh, it was just, and the infamous, I'm afraid, Bible mm-hmm. John mm-hmm. came through. Right. Picked Fascinating. Up him as well, yeah. So why did what uh, why is it that kind of people's spirits and things can get trapped in these kind of places? Um, what what is that about? Is it memories? You know, how mm. does that rub off on a place? It's, it's said that um, things ha- obviously things can happen in your house. Bad things, good things. They sort of it's like they get ingrained into the walls. Mm-hmm. The feelings mm-hmm. that that happened on that particular day, and mm-hmm. spirits can come back to visit. Mm-hmm. Or they can stay there because it was a really happy event or a really sad event. And people think, when you say to people, oh, you know, there's a spirit in your house, they get terrified, but not every mm-hmm. spirit's bad. Yeah. Some spirits, we've met some, well, not met, but we've spoken to, interacted with a lot of lovely, lovely spirits. I'm assuming here that obviously if you're in an older building, it's much more likely to kind of... Um, those qualities are going to be more imbued in an older building. But have you come across across you know new places that attract paranormal? It depends. It might be a new building, but what is it built on? What sure, was on that absolutely. ground before it was yes. built? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that can imbue be. something too. I'm mm. interested in this because I did see a ghost once. Mm-hmm. Um, this was I was brought up in Hong Kong, um, oh, wow. and we were living in this building called Green Lane Hall. And when I look back and I was born in the 70s, Green Lane Hall must have actually been built in the 60s because mm-hmm. um, it was a modern, you know, block of flats. And I saw a ghost of a woman head come through a wall in my bedroom. Wow. And I've never forgotten. And I must have been about three, four at the yeah. time. Never forgotten. Screaming and running to my mom because I saw this happen. That would be scary. And I'm kind of thinking... Where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> you know, did I imagine that? And I'm like, no, it's like one of my earliest memories. See, if you do see something, you do think, was that, what was that? Was that my imagination? And you start questioning yourself. Yeah. You know, it's mainly, sometimes it's at the corner of your eye. You'll see something walking past or, I'm like, wow. I mean, it happened in our house. Our house is crazy. It's an old, it's the old Victorian tenement. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had one of our friends who was a really good medium. He came into my house and he just walked in. He's like, oh, my God. He said, this house is crazy. Right. <laughs> and it's uh, the old couple who used to stay here. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's also a little boy who wanders around, but that's fine. But there was one day my husband was in the kitchen mm-hmm. and I was in the bedroom. And I walked through the hallway and I saw my husband coming into the living room and sitting down. So I followed him in. Nobody there. Right. And the hairs on the back of my neck, really, that... I said, I've got chills and they ain't multiplying. Let's put it that... <laughs> oh, I was like, wow. 
<laughs> and I went into the kitchen and my husband was sitting in his man office tinkering away and I was like, Right. You've got a doppelganger, so he's just walked <laughs> into the living room. Oh, it's, there's only one time in the, no, twice, sorry, in the 14 years I've been doing this, I've had really bad nightmares. Mm-hmm. And that's only twice since that's happened. And that was, that was like, oh, I didn't like that. Right. Mm. So most of the encounters are good. Yeah, yeah, they're lot. Right. I mean, we've been, over the year, I mean, we've, we've met, well, not met, I keep saying met, but we've, we've interacted with spirits mm-hmm. from Bannockburn, the Battle of Bannockburn, right mm-hmm. through World Wars, and we've even got relations back together with our ancestors. That was really interesting. That's happened a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Fascinating. Really yeah. Plain Castle, it was a girl, a lovely girl was there with her husband, and we kept getting this Frenchman's name. Right. And I'm like, French, maybe he was here to help fight with the Bannockburn. The ban- right, and, uh, right. I said his name out loud, and she went, oh, she said, that was my great-great-great-great-grandfather's name. And I was like, wow. And then we did some glasswork, and he kept coming through. Mm-hmm. And it turned out he was her great-great-great-great-grandfather. Right. And there was also other names that he said, and I said to her, and it connected all up. And I was like, wow, that's happened a few times. Fascinating. Mm. So how do you handle um, skeptics? And, you know, do, do you have to, like, it's not just awkward customers who might be alive. Mm. What about ghosts? And, you know, you know, are they always well-behaved? I mean, your mm-hmm. encounters mostly seem to be with nice or ghosts, but, mm. you know, you did mention you've got some difficult ones. Can you tell us anything mm. about that? Skeptics are good because we need a good balance. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not one of these that think everything's as bad as everything's as good. No, but my husband's a skeptic. Even though he's been doing it, it drives me mad. A spirit could come up and slap him in the face and say, that was wind. That was, you know, it drives me crazy. But you need that, you need the balance. So that's good. But yeah, we've had a few. In Ferreri Jail, mm-hmm. I got grabbed by the lapels and shoved against the wall in one of the jail cells. Um, and I was like, please don't do that. I said, we're not here to hurt you. So mm-hmm. don't hurt any of us. Everything that we do has got to be with the greatest respect. I, d- I will not go... See these paranormal shows, some of them, not all of them, some of them, the people go in and they're very aggressive, shouting and... No, I, we don't, no mm-hmm. absolutely not. Spirits were, you know, they were alive once as well. We're not there to judge anybody. We're not there. We don't do that. So if, if they're attacking us... Like pushing us and poking us, and, that, and we'll be like, no, please don't do that. Right, right. Yeah. So you're a true believer of this, yeah. um, but you don't, you seem to take this quite lightly and not too seriously with the whole thing. And, you know, looking at your, your Facebook page and your website, you, you seem to be having a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but there's obviously a serious side and a serious interest in the buildings you're exploring and you're raising money for charity as well. Mm-hmm. So, what, tell us about the causes you've supported as part of this. Um, over the years, we've, we've supported the West of Scotland Autistic Society. Oh, interesting. We did, we did that twice for them. Um, mm-hmm. Once in Govan Hill Baths, and then we right. did another one in Proven Hall in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we raised money for them to take the, the kids on a sleepover at Christmas to the aquarium. 
Um, right, and, or sea life. You mean sea yeah, life? Like yeah, like sea life. Right. They yes. did a yeah, sleepover yeah. for the kids, and we we recently we did the Battlelands, and we raised right. one thousand and fifty pound for the Glasgow Children's Hospital. Brilliant. And uh, yeah, we've done lots of things over there. I mean, fourteen years. I, I can't remember all of them, but yeah, we've done quite a lot. And we raise a lot of money for the National Trust as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To keep them go, they're a charity, they're a preservation thing, so we do that. Yes, as well. yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. big, big mm-hmm. fan of their work. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what happens next? Your first live event since lockdown um, sold out very quickly, mm-hmm. and you've been asked back, kind of by a special request to Homewood House by mm-hmm. the National Trust of Scotland. Yeah. Can you tell us what you've uncovered there on previous visits? Do you know that's the mirrors in there? We do a lot of scrying. Mm-hmm. Which is What's scrying? Um, scrying is we don't. The team doesn't do it, but we'll we'll say to a member of the public, mm-hmm. does anybody want to do scrying? Only if you feel comfortable. What they'll do is they'll stand in front of the mirror, and we'll shine a, a candle or a torch into the mirror, and right. I'll ask the spirits to change that person's face in right. the mirror, right. to come through to us. Now we've seen men turning into nuns. We've really? seen women started to develop beards, moustaches. Right, right, right. It's really, yeah. That's fascinating because it sounds like that links back to the history of the house with it having mm. been a convent at one point. And, of course, you know, prior to that, it was um, that one of, one of the, the local mill owners, I think it's John Cooper, who had mm-hmm. built the house or got Alexander Greek Thompson to, you know, build this fantastic house for him in kind of eight, the, the late 18, 1850s. So it's, it's kind of intriguing that, that you know, both, both your references are from key mm-hmm. moments in the building's history. Yeah, I mean, on our Facebook page, we've got photographs of everywhere, every investigation we've done over the years. All our pictures mm-hmm. are on there. We've got videos mm-hmm. on there. You can have a look at it. I mean, it's... I, tr- I'm, I love having fun. I do. I, love, I, I will chat to anyone. I, that's why I love working with the National Trust. And... I, I try to keep our page light as well because people can come along in investigation and they can, it's scary. They can be really mm-hmm, scary. Mm-hmm. And I find that humour helps to put them at ease a little bit. Mm. Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very, very much. The first time I got um, asked to do a walking tour in Glasgow, this is way back, it's like 2001, and I got asked to do it as a dare for doors open day. And I thought, oh, God, I'm going to make a complete fool of myself because, <laughs> you know, people will realize straight away that I don't come from Glasgow and I'll be so rumbled. And, mm. um, and I was standing in front of the what's now um, uh, used to be the We Travel Center in um, St. Eno Square. Mm. Um, but I think it's now, I can't remember, it's a coffee shop of some, I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, um, and the, the, the actual door to that, which used to be, the, the, that was the headquarters building for the Glasgow subway. And it was the, um, the main entrance into the subway itself that James Miller, who is the architect of that, around that door, he has devil mask faces. Uh. And so it's, the, it's actually kind of a gate to hell, Glasgow's mm. hell mouth. And you're like, how did he get away with that, with the subway? <laughs> you know, making that joke like that. And yet, wow. you know, presumably the building owners were actually okay with that. And so standing there, I suddenly spotted this 
and I turned it into a joke and people started laughing and I thought oh that's really good because then you start connecting with people mm-hmm. through humor mm-hmm. and that worked really well it's a really good way to kind of connect with people so it's interesting that you kind of do that too um, okay what else lies on the, the horizon for Lanarkshire Paranormal I mean I can see you've got quite things Hill House I'm intrigued to know what Hill House brilliant we've done like. that we did that couple of years yep. ago oh, uh-huh. so good right yeah. well, go on tell us a bit about that then um nothing bad but um there's a there's a spirit there he's quite famous everybody's seen him apparently of oh, really? a man a tall man with a cape and okay. he's walking around so right. we saw him um footsteps um mm-hmm. you're sitting if we were sitting down Above us, in the room mm-hmm. above us, you could hear that it was like a sound like dragging. Something was getting dragged across the floor. Oh, that's a bit creepy. Yeah, uh, it was good. It's like, yay, <laughs> do it again. <laughs> what we do find, though, which everybody says that men scream louder than the women. Oh, really? Yes. That's too yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. The men come in, they're like, oh, you're okay, ladies, you're safe with me, you know, don't worry. Uh-huh. And then a door will slam and the men are like, ah! Yeah, you're like, right, and quick, they're... run. And the wives are like, ma, I could have been killed and you ran away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. You, you abandoned me, you ran yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun, yeah. I remember once I was, I was um, living in Berlin and this is my first job out of architecture school and I had to survey this huge factory complex in Kreuzberg in Berlin and it was uh, kind of five interlocking courtyards in this one factory that was across six floors with a huge basement and it was like going around the basement all by yourself in the dark with a torch completely creepy and all I could think of was oh god what if something did happen to you nobody would ever find you again (laughs) it was just me and the security guard at the front door and (laughs) And it used to completely freak me out. And by the end of it, I was like sprinting out of that place <laughs> as fast as I could go. <laughs> See, we'd be um, like, yay, take us out. <laughs> You'd be right it. in there. Yeah, <laughs> and I was all. like, get me out of here. I don't like this. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> okay, right. Coming to our last question, which is a completely loaded question. And we ask everybody who comes onto the show about this. So, what is your favourite building in Glasgow, haunted or not? And what would it tell you if its walls could talk? Ooh. There's so many to choose from. (laughs) Yeah, you're like me. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love all these old buildings. And I think it's tragic the way they're getting knocked down and put in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that drives me insane. Tears my hair out and I don't even have any hair. I love Glasgow Cathedral. That is just stunning. Mm. And the history that could mm. tell mm. us. Yeah, but I understand, you know, it's still used as a cathedral. That would, I don't want to disrespect anybody. Or, oh, the Theatre Royal. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love theatres. Theatre Royal's great space. I love theatres. See the spirits that come through in a theatre. Obviously the actresses, the actors, uh-huh. they come through and... Oh, it's great. You're standing on the stage looking out and you can see the chairs going down mm-hmm, as if people mm-hmm. are sitting down. And there's nobody there, but it looks, you can see the shadows of people sitting. Right. And you're like, hello, and they're waving back at you. Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> but Glasgow Cathedral, I mean, that's like, it's oh. so ancient. 
So Glasgow Cathedral in, intrigues me because it's like um, when you go into it now, your experience of it is completely different to what it used to be because mm. for a start, obviously it lost all its stained glass and everything in the Reformation. Mm-hmm. And then the Victorians gave it a like, full-on high Victorian stained glass. Mm-hmm. And all that's gone because of all the, the pollution in Glasgow was so bad that the, the leg comes apparently they couldn't cope anymore. So that's all been, mm-hmm. that was all stripped out in the Second World War. And now it's all completely modern inside. And probably most people who go there don't realise that, that all that stained glass is actually not that old mm. you know it's not even a century old but it's all it's and it makes it so light mm. and it must have been quite gloomy in the oh, past but it's, it's such a great space it's, it's fantastic beautiful. and can we just tell Glasgow City can to stop knocking down all these old buildings <laughs> oh I know it's God, what makes it's... you know Glasgow Glasgow is all those old buildings have so much character that's what mm. makes Glasgow such a great city this is the thing so, Edinburgh has embraced their old characters whereas yeah. Glasgow City Council oh knock it down Knock it down. Yes. Drives yeah, yeah. me crazy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just thought I'd get that in there. <laughs> Quite right too. Mm. Yeah, I know. It is it is very frustrating. I was mm. meeting somebody in St. Anna Square this morning and I was trying to explain, you know, about the church that was there in the square and mm. that got knocked down because it was away in the buses, you know. Mm. <laughs> and that beautiful old hotel that was there, that all absolutely, got down. absolutely. Yeah. 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 Izzy Metstein he used to teach at the at the art school, teach architecture at the art school, really great um, uh, Glasgow architect, used to say that the joke was that um, the St. Enoch um, railway station, it was a grand hotel, huge hotel, at the front of two big sheds, and they bulldozed it and then used it to infill Queen's Dock, and then on top of Queen's Dock, they built a big hotel with two sheds, which Mm. is the SCCC, and it's like, why didn't they just keep St. Enoch Station and mm. turn it into the SECC? Oh. <laughs> no brainer. Oh. And it would have been in the centre of town. Even mm-hmm. better. Ah. I know. You're like, ah. <laughs> so, so frustrating. I know. Just a bit of for, you know, foresight. Mm. Anyway, that's what we're trying to do something about and hopefully inspire people to Good. kind of yeah. you know, keep what heritage they've got and value it and learn exactly. to value it more. Mm-hmm. So, Jan, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you i'm not you actually really want to go on one of your tours even though i'll be completely frightened about come it come along but. don't be scared <laughs> if you're doing govan hill baths give me a shout because i mean obviously we're in the middle of a whole construction program but it would be mm. great fun particularly in the basement and yeah you'll be intrigued by the basement now because we've had to lower the floor in there Ooh. um because we're kind of we're gonna the front half of it is going to be office space um, letable office space to community groups, mm-hmm. but we've also had to kind of renew all of the equipment for the pools. So all that's kind of got to go around the pool. So all the floors have been lowered down. So it's much more headroom. So it's well, not quite annoy as the creepy spirits. as it was. <laughs> yes, I know. I wonder. I wonder mm. what they think about right, it. Come should on, probably let's check go. in let's, with them. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> we should. We should. <laughs> when it's finished, get you in there. It would be fun. Glasgow City Heritage Trust is an independent charity and grant funder that promotes the understanding, appreciation and conservation of Glasgow's historic built environment. Do you want to know more? Have a look at our website at glasgowheritage.org.uk and follow us on social media at Glasgow Heritage. This podcast was produced by Inner Ear for Glasgow City Heritage Trust. The podcast is kindly sponsored by the National Trust for Scotland and supported by Tunnocks.